The Holy Spirit is a person, just the same as you're a person. He has will, and he has intelligence, and he has feeling, and he has knowledge, and sympathy, and ability to love, and see, and think, and hear, and speak, and desire, and grieve, and rejoice. He is a person, this Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, I'll send him unto you. The most important thing in the world is that this blessed Holy Spirit is now present here in this church tonight. All right, good morning. How y'all doing today? Pretty good, yeah. It's kind of a quiet response. You can respond. How you doing? Good in between? Not sure? Okay. Uh, ben and Ryan, next time you need to let me know about the red plaid and the denim jacket, because I'll have to go buy both, all right? <laughs> anyway, um, so fun to be here this morning and excited about uh, uh, just today, and uh, we're continuing this series of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but to get us started, I have a two-question survey, okay? I'll try to make this pretty easy, but I want you to respond. Two-question survey, all right? Quick show of hands. How many of you would say, um, yes, I, I like to receive gifts? How many would say that? Okay, just about everybody. I think we had, what, Derek, you don't like to receive gifts? Wow, Gianna, that makes it easy for you, doesn't it? Okay, um, how many of you like to give gifts? Quick show of hands, give gifts. All right, I figured most of us like to receive and gifts, and there's the oddballs that don't. I won't mention any names. But let me ask you this. Okay, have you ever received a gift? Uh, open it up, and of course you're, you're grateful, you're excited, but your first reaction is, what is this and what am I supposed to do with it? Ever had that experience? Yeah, I think a few of us, yeah, we've had that experience, haven't we? I thought so. And so we thought that was a pretty familiar experience. And so we decided to crowdsource it on social media to find out what source, what sort of gifts people had been given that sort of like prompted that response, right? Well, what is this and what am I supposed to do with it? All right, so here's what a few people shared uh, with us. We'll have that on the screen, okay? Tony told us he received a gift of a sweater built for two. All right, I think that would probably give the response, what do I do with this, right? I have no idea. Um, but uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Just so we knew how to wear it, Dawn commented with a photo of her and her friend actually wearing a sweater for two. Okay, now you know. A uh, teacher named Erin, all right, a teacher named Erin told us she gets these kinds of gifts from her well-intended second graders all the time. Yeah, like a tube of petroleum jelly, a used coffee mug, and this is my favorite, a gift card for a baby registry even though her kids are in college. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes you go, okay, what is this and what do I do with it? Uh, John told us that he received uh, two live chickens. True story. And Peter said he was once given a monkey as a gift. Yeah, a monkey as a gift. Uh, all interesting gifts, right? But I think they do sort of make you ask, okay, what is this and what do I do with it? Uh, I have received a few gifts like that too, where at first I, I thought they were a little odd or interesting and also responded like, okay, what do I do with this? But then I found out that the real problem was I just didn't understand what the gift could do, all right? I kind of had that same response, but I just didn't understand exactly what this gift could do. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, my wife's cousin was in town for Christmas and we got together to exchange gifts. We're pretty close uh, to her cousin and their family. We're the godparents of their oldest son. And uh, when it came to exchanging gifts, they present us with this fairly large and heavy box. Okay, so I'm kind of excited at that point, right? What could be bad about a large and heavy box? And so we unwrap it, and what I thought I saw was a fairly standard, you know, kitchen appliance. It said on the box, Vitamix. But I didn't know a Vitamix at that time from an average kitchen blender, and I already knew that we had like two or three blenders in our house already, so my gut reaction was sort of like, well, what is this, and what am I going to do with this, right? 
I, I, I figured we'd get it home and then we'd take it back and we'd get the cash. I was kind of thinking that would work out well. But when we get home, uh, Lisa looks at me, she says, uh, John, um, you know what this Vitamix can do, don't you? And I was like, well, yeah. No, I really don't at all. And she said, well, this may be the best blender money can buy. Places like Pure Green use these to make uh, smoothies. She said, this blender probably cost over $500. Well, she had me at that point. I was very interested <laughs> then. And so we start experimenting with this. And we quickly discover, like, this Vitamix can do pretty much anything but file your tax return. I mean, it's incredible, right? I mean, it makes incredible smoothies, milkshakes, salsas, sauces. You can even make soup. Like, the blades turn so fast, you put a bunch of vegetables in there, you leave it in there for a while, and you got, like, hot soup. Yes, I absolutely love my Vitamix, and it's like the best gift ever. But I think it's a perfect example of having something super valuable, but sort of having no idea how to use it, you know? Having something super valuable, but just not knowing how to use it. And I say all that because today we're talking about spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. And for many of us, I think when it comes to spiritual gifts, your reaction might be, well, what is this, and what am I supposed to do with it? What is it, and what am I supposed to actually do with it? So we're in week three, like I said, of this series on the Holy Spirit, and I think this is a much-needed series. Uh, why? Well, I, I think that author Francis Chan was right when he referred to the Holy Spirit as the forgotten God, the forgotten God. Um, I think we all know God the Father, right, the one who created everything and loves us dearly, uh, we know Jesus, right, the Son. He came to earth as a person who not only showed us how to, to live, but also he, he died and came back to life for us. But then there's the Holy Spirit, right? And, and the Spirit is so mysterious, kind of hard to wrap your arms around. And I, and I think because, you know, some Christians, like, seem to be a little over the top when it comes to the Holy Spirit or because maybe we first heard of the Holy Spirit and it was called the Holy Ghost, which is just plain scary, Right? We want to kind of like distance ourselves from the Holy Spirit, or maybe we just kind of forget about it altogether. You know what I mean? But let's remember that when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're actually talking about God. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're actually talking about God, God the Father, right? Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And you see, today's big idea, it really is about how the Holy Spirit gives each of us a spiritual gift, Today's topic is about how the Holy Spirit actually gives each and every one of us a, a spiritual gift. Now, my, my um, experience tells me that when oftentimes people hear that, they immediately go, okay, well, a spiritual gift. I mean, what is it, and what am I supposed to do with it? So let's begin with that first question, okay? What is it? What is a spiritual gift? And to answer that question today, I'd like for us to sort of build the definition together. Can we do that? Give me a nod of the head. Are you with me? Can we kind of build the definition together? All right, let's do that. And I would start with this. I would say a spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability. A spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability. I'll tell you what, say that after me, okay? A spirit-prompted ability. Spirit All right, yeah, you guys are with me. Very good. Not bad for a Sunday morning. Now, one of the first things I think that most of us do when we receive a gift is we look to see who it's from, right? And I remember when uh, Lisa and I, when our kids were little, uh, we really tried to help them learn to, to look for who gave you that gift before you kind of tear into it and open it up, right? Why? Well, because once you know who gave you the gift, you can say thanks, and you often have a greater appreciation for the gift. So I think the first thing we need to know is who gave us these spiritual gifts? Where did they come from? And the Apostle Paul wrote to some Christ followers in Corinth, and he said this. He said, there are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit distributes them. All right, so there's all sorts of gifts, different kinds of gifts. 
Lots of them, as a matter of fact. But there's only one spirit that distributes them, that gives those gifts, right? So the first thing we need to know is who gave us these spiritual gifts. And one of the primary roles of the Holy Spirit really is the giving of spiritual gifts to you and to me. Yeah, one of the primary roles of the Holy Spirit is the giving of spiritual gifts to you and to me. If spiritual gifts came in a gift bag, there'd be a little tag attached to it that said, from who? Right, the Holy Spirit. And so if the first part of the definition is this, a spirit-prompted ability, let's move to the second part of the definition, right? A spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus. A spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus. Yeah, in that same section of that letter to Christ followers in Corinth, Paul lists some of the spiritual gifts. And I mean, this list includes uh, gifts like uh, wisdom, uh, knowledge, faith, healing, uh, and a whole lot more. But the part of the verse I want you to really take note of right here is the first four words. Those words are, now to each one. See that in the upper left corner? Now to each one. What that means is this. Okay, check this out. If you are a follower of Jesus, you, you have been given a spiritual gift. Yeah, if you're a follower of Jesus, you've been given a spiritual gift. It's kind of like Oprah used to do on her show, right? And you get a gift, and you get a spiritual gift, and even you too, yes, you get a spiritual gift, right? We all get spiritual gifts. How about that? Now, the list that we find in this passage is not complete. I mean, there are other lists in, in other places all over this Bible, but here's a glance at all the spiritual gifts that are lift, listed in Scripture. I mean, take a look at that. It's pretty remarkable, isn't it? All these gifts that are given to Christ followers by the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't have time to go through all these gifts, but I couldn't help but like, highlight a few, okay? So, uh, like the gift of music. Right, the gift of music. Um, the gift of music really is the special ability to, to use music as a way of helping people find their way back to God and helping facilitate us when we come together to worship. Right Now, a few people came to mind when I thought of this gift of music. You see them on stage, right? But you know, when I thought of this gift, the person that came to my mind first, and I, I think he's sitting upstairs, is Mark Smith. And Mark plays bass over here. Uh, Mark, wave your hands, right? You're, are you up there, Mark? Yeah, there he is. <laughs> and, you know, Mark's not only a gifted musician, bass player, but Mark has a way of showing up here on Sundays, and I'm going to embarrass him just a little bit. I feel like he just kind of has a way of making everybody else feel better about being here just because he's here. Yeah, you're, you're nodding your head. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. Mark has a spiritual gift of music, even at like 8 o'clock in the morning when we show up here on Sunday. That is a spirit-given gift. Let me tell you, if you've got it at 8 o'clock on a Sunday morning, that's a spiritual gift. Or how about the gift of hospitality, which is that special ability to provide care for people by providing you know, fellowship and food and, and sometimes even shelter. And, and you know, when I think of this gift here at, at Lincoln Park, there's a few people I thought of, but you know who I also thought of is, I thought of you, Krista, because um, you serve on our, our First Impressions team, like to welcome people when they show up here. Um, but Krista also leads one of our small groups, so I, I think Krista kind of has maybe a gift of hospitality and a gift of leading. Or how about the, the gift of helps or serving, which is a special ability to accomplish uh, practical and necessary tasks which free up, support, and meet the needs of others. Now, there's somebody here at Lincoln Park who immediately came to mind when I thought of the spiritual gift of helps or serving. As a matter of fact, this person got up this morning probably about like, seven o'clock, maybe even earlier before anybody else, went and got our truck, started it up, drove it over here, unloaded it as he does just about every single week. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, some of you do, Tim Massing. 
Yeah, Tim, I think, has that gift. I mean, the guy can do just about anything, but I think he's got that gift, a spiritual gift of helps and serving. Okay, well, let's just, let's say thanks to Tim and Krista <laughs> and Mark, and I could have named other people too, but um, if, see, if you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to hear this out loud, folks. You've been given a spiritual gift, maybe more than one. Now, if you don't know your spiritual gift or how to use it, we want to help you. And so we've got a couple of interesting and fun sort of ways that you can discover your spiritual gift. Because over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking to you, and Jesse already mentioned this, about the idea of you possibly joining a team here at Community. And we've got a, a variety of teams that, that kind of help make this, this community of faith, our church, function and work. You know, we've got people on our media team, worship team, musicians, vocalists, artists. We've got people that are helping in the community, serving at Lincoln Park Community Services, By the Hand, other nonprofits that we partner with throughout the community, Kids City, Hospitality First Impressions, small groups. I mean, I could go on and on. And so a fun way for you to discover your spiritual gifts. And I also want to say you may have a gift for which we don't have a team yet. And so we'd love to hear from you on that and maybe how we can surround you with other people that help you live out the dream that God's placed on your heart to use your gift. But one way you can discover your gift, I think it's pretty cool, is you can text the word gifts, G-I-F-T-S, to this number, all right, 331-226-1686, and we'll send a spiritual gifts assessment to you, all right? It's just a simple, like, questionnaire that you can fill out that helps you understand what your spiritual gift or gifts might be, and then once you figure that out, somebody will give you a call and help you hopefully find a team that you can join that reflects your spiritual gift. Now, I know there's a lot of folks here that don't necessarily know their spiritual gifts, or maybe, you know, you might kind of have a hunch. Um, and I think sometimes people say, well, you know what, I got this thing that I'm good at. Does that mean it's a spiritual gift? Well, you know what, I think maybe, maybe, because we're all created in the image of God, and I think from the very beginning, he put stuff in us, talents and gifts and ability that he wants you to use to advance his kingdom. Maybe you just haven't identified it yet as a spiritual gift. But text the word gifts to that number. You'll get this survey. It's a lot of fun, and it's a great way for you to find out maybe a, a gift that you already might have a hunch you have, and it could kind of confirm that. Another way uh, Jesse mentioned earlier is to join us for our newcomer's dinner next Sunday evening. It's a great way to meet some of our staff and leaders, learn more about our teams, and maybe find a team that matches how you're gifted as well as get any questions you might have answered about our church. You can find out more about that in the um, lobby after the service. We'd love to talk to you at the welcome table. So back to this question we started with, what is it? And so far, our definition reads like this, a spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus. But if you remember, we had a second question, didn't we? What am I supposed to do with it? What am I supposed to do with it? Well, let's answer that question by adding to our definition. A spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus meant to be used, right? What are you supposed to do with that spiritual gift you've been given? You are to what? Help me out. Yeah, use it, right, use it. Um, later in Paul's explanation of spiritual gifts, he compares uh, the church and Jesus' kingdom to a physical body. Yeah, the Apostle Paul compares the church and Jesus' kingdom to a physical body, and he points out that as each part does its work, we become necessary in order for the body to function as it should. And he writes this, he says, Now you are, let me go back to that one, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. Think about that, you are the body of Christ, each one of you is a part of it. I mean, th think about how your own body functions, Okay. I mean, every day you want 
every single part of your body to work. Am I right? You don't say to yourself, you know what, I think I'm going to give my lungs the day off. No, that would be catastrophic, right? You don't, you know, uh, it never occurs to you to say, today, you know, I'm going to give my left arm a break while I, you know, run some errands. Or, you know what, I think I'll just not, not have my eyes function today. No, we use every single part of the body so that it works, right? Every single day. And so when Paul says, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is part of it, you know what that means? It means we need you. Yeah, it means you are absolutely vital, a vital part of the body of Christ and the work that God wants to do in our world. Yeah, your spiritual gift is meant to be used. Uh, listen to how Bible scholar Eugene Peterson describes the church as a physical body, and it's really his translation of what Paul writes, and he puts it this way. I love this. He says, the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. All right? The way God designed our bodies is a model for how the church, the community of faith, is meant to function. Every part depends on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and in the healing. If one part flourishes, every other part enters into the exuberance. You are Christ's body. That's who you are. You must never forget this. Only as you accept your part of that body does your part mean anything. Yeah, see, the gifts that you've been given are meant to be used. And being part of the church family and not using your gift is like having your Vitamix and setting it on the counter and never making a smoothie with it. (laughs) It's wasting something super valuable that you've been given. And folks, we want to be a church. We want to be a church where everyone is encouraged to use their gifts. And why? Well, that gets to our last part of the definition. Our gifts are meant to be used for the benefit of all. Our gifts are meant to be used for the benefit of all. Now, this is super important, okay? So zone in here, all right? A spiritual gift isn't a spiritual gift unless it's used for the common good. A spiritual gift isn't really a spiritual gift unless it's used for the common good. The gifts are not meant to bring attention to any one single person or an individual at all. They really aren't for you individually. No, they are for us. We are to use them for the common good. Uh, New Testament scholar Scott McKnight writes this. He says, The healthiest, most vibrant churches are those in which each person's gift is exercised for the good of others, and each person is encouraged to use his or her gifts. We want to be that kind of church. We want to be that kind of church. And folks, I love this vision. I love this vision of the church. In the body of Christ, the church, we recognize, each one of us, you recognize that you have value and every single person has value. You are crucial to the body. I am crucial to the body. The community can't exist without you, the role that you play to make the body function as God intended. You exist for the community and the community exists for the world. All right, so what does this look like when we put this definition all together? Here we go, all right? A spiritual gift is a spirit-prompted ability given to every follower of Jesus meant to be used for the benefit of all. Maybe a little different twist on it, okay? Maybe this will help you think and grasp, think about and grasp that definition. I I want you to think, if you would, about um, some of the things that you dislike about the world around you. Now, I know that's maybe a depressing thought, but, but think about some of the things that you sort of dislike about um, 
the world around you? Um, what, what just kind of has a way of leaving you unsettled in your soul, if you will? Give that a thought. I don't know what comes to mind for you. Maybe you, you think about a, a, a child who uh, goes unloved. Or maybe you think about a person who is lonely, uh, discouraged, and, and, and maybe, you know, just about to give up. Maybe that leaves you unsettled. Maybe that's something you don't like about our world. There are people out there that are lonely, discouraged, and they're just about to give up. Or, or maybe you think about a, a person or a group of people that have been marginalized or, or mistreated. Or maybe what you dislike about our world or what leaves you unsettled is a friend or a neighbor or a family member who you know is far from God. You see, whatever you dislike about the world around you, whatever you would say is just, you know, not okay or not right, we are often gifted by God's Spirit to make those wrongs right. Does that make sense? I've heard somebody call it a holy discontent. It's like I have a holy discontent about something. Uh, they couldn't be here today, but I know like Troy and Rachel Dury, some of you know them, Rachel hosts sometimes here on stage and they have a holy discontent about people all over the world who are far from God. I think they might have sort of a gift of missions. And you saw the pictures from uh, this past Friday night at Lincoln Park Community Services. And, you know, I think Bailey and Paul and Michelle who, and others who helped out on Friday night, you know, they probably have a real dislike when people experience homelessness or food insecurity. But just imagine, folks, just imagine for a moment if each of us would use our God-given gift, man, every, every child would be loved. Man, nobody would be in isolation living outside of um, a community that could, they could count on. I mean, people struggling with addictions would find hope and healing. All people everywhere would find their way back to God. I mean, don't you want to be a part of something like that? I mean, that, man, that gets me excited. I want to offer you uh, one more quick image of what our world could look like. I think if every one of us came together, young and old, male and female, every color, every hue, each one of us all together using our gifts for the benefit of all. Uh, take a look at this.
one makes you want to kind of jump in there and be a part of it, doesn't it? I love that image, you know, everybody big and small, young and old, male, female, every color, every hue, just like all bringing their gifts, right? You know, different instruments, hundreds of voices joining together to form a great chorus of inspiration and joy. And see, I think that's a picture, I think that's a picture of the church. And sadly, we don't, we don't see that enough, do we? That's a picture of Jesus and his kingdom community. And so I got to ask, and I hope you'll take this to heart today, you know, what would it be like if we actually lived out this truth that each and every one of us has a role to play, that, that none of us are observers, but all of us participants and valued for our contribution? Uh, you know, our church is called Community. Kind of a generic name, right? Community, Community Christian Church. <laughs> but you know, we're called Community because we believe that word community best reflects what Jesus wants us to be, a kingdom community that, that, that seeks to follow the one who lived and died and, and came back to life so that we can experience his grace and love and mercy. And then through the power of the Holy Spirit, use our gifts to, to welcome anyone and everyone to be a part of this community. 